This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I, um, I have to say the message every week about who you, how to text the show and all that stuff. And the other night, I watched the programme uh, as about the history of uh, diagrams. I think we all like a diagram. And um, Quiet night, was it? Yeah, no, it was, well, the first one was great. It was like um, Leonardo's Vitruvian Man, you know, the, uh, the outstretched oh, yeah. um, guy. So that was great. And then the next one... He's one of my uh, weird crushes. Uh, Leonardo, or the Vitruvian Leonardo's Man. Vitruvian Man. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's a good-looking lad. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got the uh, He's got that hair a bit like... Um, Side bottom, I used to bowl for England. Anyway, so, um, and then the second one was Nicholas Copernicus, um, Diagram of the Universe. So he said, it starts off, you know, Nicholas Copernicus, uh, who did this diagram, putting the sun at the middle of the universe instead of the earth, which caused, it was a very dangerous thing to do at the time. Mm. And then you had a shot of it and says, there it is with the sun in the middle and he said of the earth, very dangerous, that was very risky. Then it come to him again. Mm. And he said, so Nicola, they're, they're now going to um, rebury um, Nicholas Copernicus's, Copernicus's body. Yeah. He was the man, of course, who put the um, sun at the centre. And I thought, if you say again that he put the sun at the centre yeah. of the thing instead of the earth, and it was dangerous, <laughs> I'm switching it off now. And the very next thing he said, so here is the diagram, and you can see there's the sun at the centre of the universe instead of the... And I thought, that's it. This bloke, he he hasn't got a script, he's got a caption. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's just going to say it over and over again for half an hour. I I could not believe it. So I switched it off. It's a novel twist on the uh, there are too many repeats on TV. Well, exactly. I mean, how would he get on an absolute with a no-repeat guarantee? (laughs) An absolute... Nightmare. Be unemployable. It's like um, I, I, somebody bought me Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. Why did Didn't they do oh, that? Yeah. Well, because uh, they obviously thought I was a bloke who lived too much in the future. <laughs> yeah. So um, I had a space suit on at the time in a, in mm-hmm. a pom. So Eckhart Tolle's thing is don't worry about what's happened. Don't worry about what's going to happen. Just enjoy the moment. It's mm-hmm. it's essentially, it would work as graffiti. Mm. But it's like yeah. a hundred-page book. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, it, just stretch it see, out. I would say you were more someone, Frank, who does live in the future, so that uh, you work in the present to enjoy the future. Exactly. Yeah. OK? Thanks. I think the power of now has caused some of the highly suggestible people to... Um, to become unfaithful and ruin their lives. I think there may be an argument yeah, that that's the, you know, the power of now may not be the thing that you want to prioritise all the time. No, because do not think of anything that's going to happen in the future at all. <laughs> yeah, it's live a consequence-free I've existence. never felt more guilty using a bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, I'd, I'd advise people to watch that um, Copernicus episode two of the History of Diagrams and just um, 
see because you think oh he's exaggerating for comic effect no no sir not bow but no sir he just keeps saying it over and over again like he's got some terrible nervous tick thing oh Oh, just the thought of it. We've heard from Mr P. Oh, yeah. And he's got in touch to say, I just like the way he describes you. OK. I saw a bucket list performer last night at Frank on the radio. He did not disappoint. Ahoy. Oh, ahoy, yes. But I like that you're a bucket list performer. Isn't this wonderful? Ahoy was um, the sort of audience's catchphrase at Plymouth. <laughs> it sort of all fits, doesn't We've it? We've got a lot of our Plymouth uh, contingent are getting in touch, saying you, you're on top form, apparently. Mm. Well, that's very nice of them. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a um, very surprising place, Plymouth. A place of sort of... Uh, striking architecture and modern buildings and things like that and other stuff happening I just thought I'd, so it, it's, there's a big secret development going on that Plymouth's going to become the new capital Yes, I wrote a yeah, poem check about Plymouth when I was a child. Did you really? Yes. You wrote a poem yes. about Plymouth? I don't suppose <laughs> you'll recall it. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're gonna, as a cliffhanger we're just going to give... Uh, Emily, uh, a chance to uh, consult her <laughs> archive, and wouldn't oh, I mean? What a start to the day that that would be. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Anyway, so we were talking about um, that. I played uh, Plymouth this week, and um, Emily Dean, who saw this coming, um, d- dropped the bombshell. I wrote a poem about uh, Plymouth when I was at school. What was the context? Mm-hmm. Had you been to Plymouth? Yeah, we'd visited for a family holiday. We'd actually been to the Isle of Wight. Does that sound right? I think we would have got a ferry to Plymouth that was involved somewhere, wherever we were right? going. I don't yeah. know. I, I believe so. Al, any ideas? Okay. Well, I just thought when Emily said we'd been to the Isle of Wight, does that sound right? That that may be an excerpt. <laughs> oh, oh right. I say. <laughs> Oh, I have it's to say, it's a, it's a big philosophical question, isn't it? We've been to the Isle of Wight. Does that sound right? Oh. Right. The word "right" then is doing a lot of uh, a lot of ambiguity. I mean, work. I, I fear we're raising the bar somewhat high at this point. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I would like a few caveats. I, I was pretty young at the time. I would say seven or eight we're talking, oh, well. so this isn't my finest work. Look, we're not, this is not Frank Skinner's poetry <laughs> podcast. I'm not going to tear it apart. Can you no. imagine? Oh, I'd like to guest on it and discuss my Plymouth uh, oh, <laughs> this week on Frank Skinner's poetry <laughs> podcast. Um, if it's bad, I'll put you on the nautical step. Oh, wonderful exchange. And relax. So... <laughs> Just all I can remember is the, is the payoff essentially. What do you okay. call that, Frank? The last three lines. This is. I so, call it the last three lines. Oh, good. Okay. Denouement. The denouement. All I can remember is that bit. I should say, I was a bit upset about Plymouth. I think it's a lovely place, but I, I seem to recall at the time I was itching to get to the beach, and I was disappointed because it didn't seem very beach-like. Mm. And it, it didn't seem where I'd want to holiday. I seem to remember one of the Pilgrim Fathers um, <laughs> wrote writing that about their departure. <laughs> <laughs> that they were hoping for an hour on the beach before they set off to the Americas. But um, it w- wasn't as good as they thought. So I can only remember the last three lines, and this is how it went. 
too many cars, too many bars. I'd hate to live in Plymouth. Ah. So I do apologise to anyone living in Plymouth. Yeah, um, I mean, too many bars. That's yeah. just going to get people flocking, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah well, I do apologise. I, uh, I actually stopped at a place called Yarkham, which is uh, is outside of, um, of Plymouth. Well, I mean, an hour out of Plymouth. And um, I was... Uh, we were at a B&B... And my um, my tour manager is very keen on not checking me into places as Frank Skinner in case um, in case we have any strange people turning mm. up. It's happened before. Let's face it. Mm. So um, <clears throat> and sometimes mm. I don't bring them with me. They come of their own accord. And uh, we'd been we'd, the previous week we'd been doing a bit of motorway driving. Anyway, I, it turned out that I was checked in to the hotel when I arrived. I was given my keys in an envelope and it said on it, Mr Norton Keynes. And Norton Keynes is the services on the M6 toll. I like to be called Miss South Mims. Yeah, oh, that's quite nice. Yeah. Miss S Mims. <laughs> oh, Frank, I know where we were going. It wasn't the Isle of Wight. It was Joan Bakewell's house in, uh, in uh, Cornwall. Oh, and okay. Oh, someone has just said uh, Isle of Wight might be Portsmouth. Morning all. Isle of Wight has a ferry from Portsmouth. Plymouth mm-hmm. has a ferry to France or Cornwall. You've done that terrible thing of mixing up Portsmouth and Plymouth. I know. It's the unforgivable. I know, but Johnny sixty six has sorted us out. They'll get over it. Yeah, they don't care. They got all <laughs> these new buildings coming. They got stuff to look forward to. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, you know, and when my breakfast came out the next morning, he said, um, Norton, for me to go up and get it. <laughs> Emily. Um, that's what they do on Radio 4. That's what they do on That's Live. Okay. Uh, Alan, were you about to say something? I was about to say, I, I feel like we need to clear up your... Um, for par, if I may say, Thank you, uh, we're having we're having a lot of texts um, and and I believe tweets uh, similar to this from four six two who says hi Emily I mix up Portsmouth and Plymouth too I didn't mix it would up would you like to defend your position there <laughs> I don't need to defend it I didn't mix it up no I don't think you did I, I met like. can I just say I would like to make an official statement Frank okay. okay? I'm standing outside my country estate. And has your mm-hmm. wife agreed to stand by you? My regardless wife and, of, okay. and children. We've even bought a Labrador for the day. OK. <laughs> uh, no, I would like to... I, I categorically deny... Mr. Dean, Mr. Dean, have you, are you going to resign? You're going to resign? <laughs> no further questions at this time. No, I did not mix up... <laughs> I repeat, I did not mix up Portsmouth and... Plymouth. No. OK. I referred... I did, I will concede, I got my uh, destination wrong. I'm, yeah. We were travelling to Cornwall. We were not travelling to the Isle of Wight. I do mm-hmm. apologise on I behalf it, of my partner, my family. I think you've cleared that yeah. up. Thank you. I've made a well, terrible mistake. I, <laughs> I think 462 is bantering with you here. Yes. Uh, Hi, Emily. I mix up Portsmouth and Plymouth too when I do my football accumulator bets. 
that's what mm. I blame my losses on when one of them two occasionally blows my bet out I always think I meant to back the other one see yeah. Darren is sort of being you know bantery yeah no I, I, I also it's, it's a good way of getting through life that thing about um, yeah. well I would have it was a mistake not a, not a bad decision <laughs> and, and having read um, some, some criticism of Emily I now feel compelled to read a, a message even though it somewhat breaks our not reading out praise on the show rule yeah. Zero two one has texted. I saw Frank on Sunday at the Grand Theatre in Blackpool, and was crying with laughter from start to finish. Can I um, can I say? Can I just stop you there? I like that you've balanced the criticism of Emily with praise of me. Oh, <laughs> well, oh, you I mean, like well, that, do you? You like I'm that? Sure you do. Love it. Love it is the word I'm after. It's worked out very well for you. It does. It's the mo of the show. Um, uh, I realised when I that I first saw him live there when I was 16, and I'm 45 <laughs> years old. Oh my goodness! Uh, I've seen him other places in between. They add in brackets. That's nearly 30 years of me telling people he's the best stand-up. Sorry for the praise. There you go. That is, I mean, the best stand-up. Come on. Oh, I love it. Anyway, is that the is that the? Uh, yeah. I, think, um, I think the fact that they apologise for the fray, the praise after saying no, no, years of it's telling very people. nice. I, I, it's much appreciatum. It was um, it was a, a cracking night. Also in uh, black. I tell you what, you know they've got. Um, are you aware of this, Al? The comedy carpet. In, I am aware uh, of the comedy. In Blackpool. Do you know this, Sam? No. There is a large, I don't know what it, it's a sort of flooring, and it's a yeah. large section of the front at Blackpool, and it's the comedy carpet, and so it's a lot of jokes, so you can walk around and read the mm-hmm. jokes from way back, sort of the history of British comedy. <laughs> And, um, you know what we're asking now. Well, interestingly, I was standing looking at this carpet and a bloke um, went past and shouted, You're looking for yourself, Frank! <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, was exactly what I was doing. Yeah. Quite a philosophical question, really, again. Like, yeah, exactly, like yeah. And me looking for yourself. What about if I said, In a way, we are all <laughs> looking for ourselves. Anyway, I've got to get on. No, 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 but I haven't finished yet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on there. Yeah, and tragically, um, my tour manager took a photograph of me taking a photograph of my own name on there. So I might put that on our social media as um, as a warning to all of the dangers of the uh, the ego. I'm going to call it memento mori. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. A man photographs his own name on comedy carpet. <laughs> oh, come on. Grow up. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, um, Dr. Troy Astart, do you remember him? He's one of our regulars. Says, uh, my service station name would be Skelton Lake. I don't know. That's a good name, though. I like. I, I think I'd want to be Doctor Skelton Lake. Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas Norton Keynes, I was just you know the man in the street, actually on the street, I suppose in a way. Um, you were so, discussing the um, Blackpool comedy carpet, and I must admit that I my name is on there, but I wasn't um, I wasn't of enough prestige to get a joke on there. 
but I have a photograph of myself pointing at my own name. <laughs> from, yeah, from, I think it's fair. There must be every party. comic that goes there must must go and have a look so. at themselves, even if they, you know, I'm being upfront about it for goodness' sake. Yeah. Um, so I went. Um, I was playing at the Grand Theatre in Blackpool, which is a lovely yeah, old. It's a Matcham. You know that. Do you no. know Matcham? Matcham was the great sort of musical architect. Oh, so right. it's one of his. Yeah. And um, we were looking at this, got a very ornate ceiling with all these great, um, these faces of like Shakespeare and Verdi and stuff, all the people like who are like, great centrepieces of theatre and music. Mm. And I said, is Jimmy Armfield up there? Now, it was a Blackpool-themed joke, and Jimmy Armfield used to be the captain of Blackpool. He's very fan, mm, probably mm. one of the most famous Blackpool players in the, in the top three or four ever. And they said, uh, no, he's, uh, he's in the box office. Well, he's, been, uh, he's no longer with us, Jimmy Armfield. So it turned out they've got um, the waxwork of Jimmy Armfield from I don't know if you know in Blackpool there is a Louis Tussauds not, oh, not yes. Madame Louis Tussauds was sort of the Jamie Murray yes. um, yeah. to her Andy Murray uh-huh. and um, he, he, he went off and did his own I think he was a grandson or nephew or something and he went off and did his own waxworks the I, one in Blackpool when I went in my youth first there was a very very poor waxworks <laughs> indeed <laughs> I mean it really could have been anyone um, it, it may well have improved I don't want to, I don't want to um, stop anyone from going though I'd say the reasons for going in those days were strong because you did go in there and think, oh, my goodness, Muhammad Ali. Um, <laughs> um, but Jimmy, so I said, well, can I have a look at uh, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. And they've sat him in this little booth halfway up the stairs that used to be a sort of ticket booth, and they've put him in the uniform of the oh, Grand Theatre. And it's old Jimmy Armfield. It's not Jimmy Armfield, the dashing Blackpool and uh, and England right back. Oh, it's um, it's old Jimmy, and it's it's a terrifying. You know those waxworks close up. It oh. really he looks. <laughs> do you remember they used to do a thing at Madame too? So which I, uh, I'm told uh, I asked someone about this recently that they've stopped doing it. They used to have. Um, Murderers and like serial killers and stuff, and they used to put them in their own clothes. Oh, no. oh, so okay. they would get a suit um, from John Reginald Christie, for example, and put the waxwork in the actual suit of the murderer, just for a bit of uh, no. a bit more frisson. Nice, nice oh. bit of attention to Goodness. detail. Yeah, Good I think they've, they've, they've stopped it now, using yeah. the right. sort of killer... Less qua- attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> sort of killer coiffure. coiffure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway, they've stopped that. Um, but um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll also put a picture of, of Jimmy Hart. I mean, it was a frightening... I mean, I, 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 in my opinion, a right-back should be many things, but not sinister. You, you don't get sinister right-backs. They are solid mm. citizens of the football world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's a fairly solid citizen. There might have been a bit of giving him in the, uh, in the hot snap we had back in August. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 
so I decided to go. If I'm in Blackpool, I've got to get rock, you know. So oh, I, yeah. I went to get my son a stick of Blackpool rock, and I haven't, um, I haven't bought rock for a long time. What would you say was the default flavour for rock? Oh, what's um, the the pink with the white middle? Isn't oh, it? That's the colour. But, what, but what's the flavour of that? Would you say? Uh, hello, Frank. Sugar. Um, <laughs> um, I would say peppermint. No, and well, mm. that interesting because it. This is Stephen Fry on They are the classic. No, because I actually know this rather than just reading it from cards. Um, <laughs> I. Um, it's had the, the, the class and traditional pink sleeved stick of rock and it said peppermint flavour and I thought, oh. God, I don't remember it having a peppermint flavour. I wonder if they've messed with the, the, the default Blackpool yeah. rock. And I ended up going for a sort of candy-striped strawberry flavour. And I'll tell you, Ooh. the greatest modernisation act on modern rock is, you know, the free-range label... I say free range oh, yeah. it's, it's not secured <laughs> it's just yeah. wrapped in with the, it moves about when you sometimes you unwrap it the label falls what, out and the strange mm-hmm. 1930s black and white photography no on but it. that's what's changed it's in colour now shut up the free range oh. label features a colour <laughs> photograph it's still just got giving like, a round of applause for progress there <laughs> It's still got a great many e-numbers listed one after the next in the sort of contents of this rock. Glad to hear it. I'll tell you, a mate of mine, by the way, many years ago in uh, back in Smethwick, they were having a, they were trying to get people to eat this cheese, so they're eating piece of bits. A bit, they were giving out samples of it, mm. eating piece of bits. <laughs> Just speaking my own language. And they said to him, would you like to try this? It's European processed cheese. And he said, no, there's too many E's in it. Which I thought was a fabulously fast response. God bless him. Dead now, of course. Anyway... um, Absolute radio. Yeah, so I... um, So I I, I bought the... um, I bought the rock. And then in a nearby... In a shop window, mm. you know what's what I tell you about poppets, the sort of uh, industrial version of um, bobble wrap. So they're like yeah. toys where you press the things through and then to. I saw the biggest one I've ever seen in the shop window. It's Incredible Hulk poppet. And I thought, gotta have it. So I went in. This is something that doesn't happen in London. Not to me, anyway. I picked it up and I said, how much is this? And I saw the label on it, fourteen ninety nine. as I spoke. Quite expensive for a big poppy. The guy said, fourteen ninety nine, but I'll do, it, I'll do it here for 12 quid. I thought the barter wow. system... <laughs> Barter system still exists in in Blackpool. And I thought, also, I... when you say barter, I mean it's not like you'd had to work that no. hard to drive. Well, him I down. just re- just the, the tone in which I said fourteen ninety nine. I think had done. I maybe it's I could have got him down to a tenner, but I was so delighted. There might there might be people from Blackpool going, no, there isn't a barter system. That was Frank getting a celeb discount. <laughs> I yeah. think just, you know, I'm you just going to say, I thought fourteen ninety nine was a bit. Maybe we should try that though. Just going into shops, saying, "Is that twenty two ninety nine? No, I do it a lot. It doesn't normally work in London. Doesn't work. <laughs> the thing was, what shop was it for sale in? You're not oh, going to know. Okay. It was in a vape shop. 
Oh, if there's one thing I like, it's a retail intruder. You know, when you go into a shop and something that should not be in that shop is for sale in there. I mean, a poppy in a vape shop. Pop it in a vape shop, I know, I know. It's serious. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Now... Do we have any outside world? And if we do, I'd like you to sit back and enjoy this. Outside world, outside world, whoa, the outside world. There you go. Oh, what's that? Where's that appeared from? Last week, um, if you remember, I was talking about keeping jingles live. So I did some live jingles that I just made up last week on the spot. And our producer, S. Bishop, has... um, Took that away and gave given it a sort of sea shanty feel. Do you want to hear it one more, one more oh, time? I'd like to. to, yeah. Outside world, outside world, whoa, the outside world. Yeah. Well, there's some tonal things going on yeah, there. Yeah, it's very tonal. I quite like the... Bear in uh, mind, I'm working without music initially, so, you know. It's yeah. a bit... It's every man for himself. You no, know, it's got a lovely Marquis Smith quality. Mm. A bit mm. of narcic. <laughs> Which I like. Can I? All hands on deck, as um, I think Ant McPartlin <laughs> um, yeah. was. The, that was some of the gossip he was uh, telling me. Anyway, yeah. we've had <laughs> this in from Dan Harrison in response to the picture of Frank on the marble comedy carpet slab featuring names of various other comedy luminaries. Mm. Dan Harrison says of this photograph. Walking all over other comedians as usual. For yeah. hey, come on! <laughs> Excellent use of luminaries in the run up to Sorry. Sorry. What? Sorry, Al, Al I, I black you out there. I was, I was just admiring Emily's eloquence when she said luminaries. Just really nice. Well, I thought maybe they could call that carpet the Blackpool luminaries. <laughs> Sort of, sort of tragic um, spin-off of Blackpool Illuminations. Also, Emily's eloquence. What a nice band. Emily's eloquence. Yeah, it's got everything. Mm -hmm. John Hopkins, who I've got to say, one shouldn't have favourites, but I do. Oh, he's in my top five readers. Oh God, I love a bit of John Hopkins. It's interesting. The uh, that'd be a chart (laughs) that people can strive for. Emily's top five readers at the moment. I'm just saying, as competitive, he's, he's Hoppy's in there. there is I he? love me some Hoppy. John Hopkins has uh, given a nod back to you. Remember, you were telling us about your vape shop uh, story earlier. Frank. Yeah, it's, it's, it was. Yeah, I saw a, a, a popular well, you got your vape. three quid celebrity discount. <laughs> well, John yeah, Hopkins. I don't think it was celebrity discount. Uh, I'm sure John it was. Hopkins has said, I loved Frank's pop it in a vape shop story. Right. We have the mother <laughs> of all retail intruders. Now, see, he's taken on the phrase retail intruders. He I, only said, I only said it once and he's picked it up and he's run with it. This is what I like. The him. retail mm-hmm. intruder, in case you don't quite, uh, is, is when you go in a shop and see something and you think, why are they selling that in this shop? Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have the mother of all retail intruders in my hometown of Chorley. Malcolm's Music Land, 
sells exactly what you'd expect, CDs, vinyl and the like. Mm. Go upstairs, however, and you enter the odyssey of Malcolm's Pramland. (laughs) 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 I mean, you see what I mean about Hopkins? Also, I like Pramland, is that... I don't really think of anyone calling them prams anymore, do they? They're all boggies and walkers and all yeah. that stuff. Prams yeah. is a bit what perhaps Princess Margaret might have used to push Viscount Lindley around. I always thought that the, uh, the that guy from Police, was it um, Stuart Copeland who was in Police? Mm. Was that his name? Mm. He should have uh, opened a theme park where people learn to deal with the difficulties of modern life. Oh. As in Copeland. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be good, helping people sleep, you know, not letting things get on top of them. <laughs> um, there's also Beast PR. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Interesting concept. They have... Do they make the Incredible Hulk puppets Beast PR? <laughs> I think they do the PR for Beast from Beauty and the Beast, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beast PR. Vincent. Yeah. Oh. Um, was Annie's na- Oh, wow. Oh, very good. Oh. What, what was she called? Belle. Belle and Vincent, was he? Mm. Okay. Vincent. <laughs> I liked him. <laughs> I mean, I liked him as Beast better. But I mean, His mother called him Vincent, mm. I'm sure. Yeah, terrible anger issues, though, Beast. Mm. Uh, Beast PR mm. has sent this through Frank Skinner's Comedy Carpet, Tuesday, 9 pm. BBC Two. Shoes off before tuning in. (laughs) Very nice. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, I know what I wanted to mention to you two. Have you heard that they're doing a virtual bonfire night this year? Oh, yes, on the big screen. They're doing a big screen bonfire. Yes, and um, bonfires are bad for the environment, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think bonfires probably more dangerous than the big screen as well. Um, you can't bring... There's one in yeah. Dulwich, I think, that's going to be as hugest of all screens. Mm. You can't even bring sparklers. Can no you, sparklers allowed. Can, can you bring a uh, video of a sparkler on your phone? <laughs> or one of the members up? of the band Sparks, is that allowed? Is uh, this... Is this link a test to see how long I can go before I say health and safety gone mad? <laughs> is, that, is that what we're doing? If it was, you failed or passed, <laughs> depending on where we're judging this. It's I mean, an interesting my arm off, <laughs> It is an interesting idea. I, do they include um, the anti-Catholic effigy on oh. their big screen, or is it just the fire? Ow. You, you had to do well, I think the one. anti-Catholic effigy, as you portray it, was a specific <laughs> Catholic, wasn't it? <laughs> it's, oh, it's, Guy Fawkes, it's, it's Guy Fawkes, isn't it? It's Guy Fawkes, yeah. yeah. But I think he represents the entire group of protesters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. In that, uh, the, the whole gunpowder plot crowd, as they were known. Um, yeah. In fact, I was saying, to, I was saying uh, earlier that... The rise of Halloween, which is now... I mean, Halloween was nothing when I was a young man. It was barely referred to. Um, mm. And and then uh, suddenly it's become the massive thing that everyone does. And meanwhile, on the other side of the seesaw, as Halloween rose high into the air, penny for the guy, 
plummeted. And I don't yeah. remember the last time I saw anyone collecting a penny for the guy. And it used to be someone would make an anti-Catholic effigy and have it in a, in a pram, maybe from Pramland. Maybe from Wasteland, often by the looks of it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and they'd say penny for the guy, and uh, people would give them... I mean, it was often more than a penny. You'd give them loose change. It'd be kids just, you know, yeah. collecting stuff to buy fireworks with. I've seen but some... as, as one of the persecuted Catholic number, you, you obviously see this as an improvement for society rather well, than... Uh, I like that Halloween has taken over in that now um, <laughs> there's an event which acknowledges the existence of the afterlife, which has replaced mm. one of uh, brutal oppression. That's got to be a plus. <laughs> Surely. Wow. So uh, the kids are still um, begging, but they've they've what they've done is they've eliminated the middleman. <laughs> yeah, well, it's begging. It's got to call it begging. It we? is begging. I mean, I've got to say, I haven't seen. I mean, there were some appalling guys I've oh, seen in my time. Yeah. Well, I think what yeah. the, the the problem inflation ruined the um, the guy forks. What I yeah. mean is, people started using balloon heads. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and um, yeah, that for me. I mean, what you think? What is this? Is this Guy Fawkes after he's been pulled out of the Thames after uh, three I, weeks? I don't know about you. <laughs> I would often see them people taking advantage of the shopping uh, supermarket trolley. Mm. The guy oh, would be yeah. in the supermarket trolley. Oh yes. Um, often wearing a hoodie. I found mm. oh, always in yeah. leisure wear. Why does the guy wear leisure wear? Yeah. Because no one's got smart clothes to throw away anymore, <laughs> isn't it? You sure you haven't got mixed up with that um, that woman from Coronation Street who was photographed? What was she called? <laughs> You're talking about uh, Tracy. Oh, we can't remember her surname. Her first name was Tracy. Tracy Shaw. Very good. She was She's photographed. She used to date Love Rat Day. Oh, well, she was photographed, oh. I remember, in, uh, in a... Um, Supermarket trolley with very bruised shins. Oh, no, it was very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, very bruised shins. I don't know what quite was, what happened. That there. was when they used to do things like promote National Prune Week. Or that's it. I'm sure Week. that still happens, yeah. but um, yeah. I don't know who does it now. I'm guessing it's probably uh, Gabrielle and Ermia Cheeky <laughs> are at the centre of a lot of these um, themed days. <laughs> We were discussing uh, Penny for the Guy having mm. been um, uh, ousted from the uh, public consciousness these well, days. By... But that is in my... Uh, it could be that it is going on somewhere. It's just I never, ever see it now personally. I'd love to know if it still occurs. I, I haven't seen it either. And we have an anecdote from 937 which takes us to the past, so it's, it doesn't oh, okay. really count as mm. one in the well, ledger Eckhart for modern Tully day. will be furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not power of now, this. Um, uh, good morning, Frank and all. Back in the 70s, Sadly, one of my mates was a bit scruffy. He would voluntarily rub dirt on his face and pretend to be a guy. We'd sit him down next to a bus stop and make loads of money in Paul from Peckham. Wow, I've never seen uh, a living guy. Oh, people would do it often with uh, younger brothers, I would think. Would Yeah. Oh, well, I remember like the most... Dis the disappointing one for me was the teddy bear in a jumper. Oh. I mean, come on, guys. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, well, I suppose what's happened is um, kids would they would go penny for the going, get their loose change, and then go and spend it on sweets. Mm-hmm. And now people go trick or treating. They've eliminated the middleman. This is why shops are closing on the high street yeah. because um, they are getting the sweets direct, probably purchased online in on mass yeah. by the householder. Yeah. So kids are still getting the sweets, but whereas they used to have the initiative of going and buying them themselves, they now just get handed them. Well, I That's believe the um, I believe the broadcaster Richard Bacon made some statement last week that he thought that people shouldn't give the kids sweets for Halloween, that they should give them avocado. Mm. Oh, good luck <laughs> I with mean, that. Yeah, yum, yum. It's, um, wasn't there... Didn't avocado get cancelled or something? I thought there was yes. an anti-avocado yes. stance. Yes, there are some issues with it, but, you know... Other. Oh, uh, environmentally, because it's very water-intensive, isn't no, that? there's... A, there's a, uh, uh, so, bacon... Finds himself in in reaching for the right side, he grabs the wrong side. A pig yeah. calling the kettle black. Yeah. Um, Julie has got in touch. What did you say? A pig calling yes, the kettle black. I did. Because of you've the just, bacon. You've just reminded me of my new catchphrase from last week. Go Do you remember on. that? It's a pig's one. <laughs> It's, it was the story from uh, Montreal Cathedral that the saint's heart had been stolen and had been replaced by a pig's. And it was not about the idea of being at the back of the church. It's a pig's one. I have information. Um, but as a catchphrase, I don't, I don't know quite how it's going to work out. It's a pig's one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I'll have to write. Don't say that in front of you know. No, I'll, I'll have to write some sort of sitcom that puts it into a context, put me in some sort of farming environment or something mm. like that. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. May I share with you this missive from Julie? Yeah. It's regarding, Frank, you were talking about... Do you remember, I, I referred to this before, I think. We were talking about bartering in shops, which Dr Troy actually offered a correctione. Yeah, I think, I believe, I'm not sure about this, but the barter system might well be the swapping of goods for other goods. It's a bit more medieval, <clears throat> a bit more Simon of Sudbury. Whereas haggling is when you uh, uh, differ with the price. So, yeah, I might have made a yeah. mistake there. I'm happy to give him the honour of the correctione jingle. Correctione, correctione, ole, ole, ole. Beautifully done. Listen to my apologetic little contribution there. Oh, it's a shame. (laughs) Uh, Julie, good morning, team. On attempting to purchase a Minion iPhone case... Oh, yeah. ..or any other phone (laughs) in a novelty souvenir store... I love souvenir store. Mm. Souvenir... On Oxford Street, I asked the assistant how much said case was and was told £25. Wow, for an iPhone case. Any thoughts from our man in Manchester? How much? (laughs) (laughs) I am not afraid to say I laughed out loud. Good. In Mm. shock. How do you Mm. think that sounded, Frank? Laugh laugh out loud in shock. (laughs) There it is. There it goes. 
Bear in mind, they are villains. Uh, they they uh, they worship at the altar of um, the, the the most villainous men and women on the planet, the minions. Oh, I thought you meant the retailer oh, charging no, no. twenty five pounds. I wouldn't <laughs> suggest that for one second. How did it? Uh, how did it? Um, what's the upshot? Oh, okay. By the way, that thing about how much. I went out with a woman whose dad, if he hadn't heard you, used to say how much, regardless of what you were saying. <laughs> How much? As a, as a sort of a what did you say? It's a very sort of intimidating thing. I'm afraid I'll like keep it. it very personal if anyone ever says to me that. how much. Yeah, I'll um, <laughs> my laughter drew the attention of the manager mm. who came over to investigate. I like the manager. What's all this laughter? Can, I, can I just do a sort extract from the fall? It was the manager. <laughs> okay, that's from uh, Eat Yourself Fitter by The Fall, if you want to go and check it out. Of course it is. <laughs> I explained that £25 was rather expensive for a novelty phone case. Mm. The manager turned to his new assistant and said, No, you can't charge her that. She's from round here. Oh, wow. <gasps> Will £5 be okay? Oh, my goodness, it was a tourist price, Phone was it? case purchased at local rate versus tourist rate. Each time goodness. I pass these stores, I have a good laugh. Mm. Have a great day, Julie. You see, I think now every time I pass those stores, I will feel desperate despair <laughs> at, the, um, at the dishonesty of the proprietors. £25. Oh, man, come on. I some you can't discount. charge her that. She's from round here. No wonder the tourists have stopped coming. Oh, no, I think there was some other reason. I can't remember, <laughs> I remember what it was. <laughs> Um, we seem to be running a text in about Halloween um, replacing trick or treating, um, not replacing trick or treating, replacing um, what was it called? The Guy Fawkes. Penny for the yeah. guy. Penny for the Penny guy. Penny for the guy. Mm. Um, and one six one has got in touch with an anecdote. Mm. Uh, my mate's mum used to buy Ferrero Rocher. Is that how you say it? Rocher. Ferrero Rocher. Before, yeah. Yeah, Ferrero Rocher before Halloween. Carefully unwrapped them eat the contents and then replace the consumed chocolate with Brussels sprouts. Trick or treat. Oh, that's quite good, isn't it? Oh, Jay the Postman. The I ambassador think, uh, has pranked us. Yeah. That's a horrific <laughs> trick. I wonder if they Very were cooked cruel. or raw. Yeah, I wondered that. Because if they're cooked, um, not so al dente. Oh, I'd rather it raw. Would you? Oh. Absolutely Let's run a text in. How do you like your no, citrus vegetables <laughs> Let's not do that. I, t I still do that thing of cutting the cross into oh, the yeah. base of the... Uh, and I have no idea if that does any... I do the same thing with chestnuts. All the... Uh, all the winter foods I like to cut yeah. across into. You, you know, you mm -hmm. really favour a Dickensian fare. Yeah, I do. I yeah. find. Roger Turner has been in touch. Mm -hmm. Good morning, team. Combining two of this morning's themes, I have a very strong recollection from my childhood days of guys being pushed around in prams or pushchairs. Mm -hmm. Oh, the pushchair. I, the pushchair guy. I didn't. I didn't like the pushchair guy. I think that was, it was yeah. mobility. Once you felt you'd milked um, a certain um, area, then you'd go elsewhere with that guy. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, let's not go into that. Uh, so, we've also had 597. Hi, Frank, Emily. They said Ural. I think they mean et al. Oh, yes, okay. Oh. Isn't yeah. the price on an item in a shop technically an invitation to treat? So, you are... They said to treat, so you are free to haggle at the point of purchase. Okay. Anyway, off no, to I would say no is the answer to that. Well, that was uh, Simon of Sudbury who says I'm off to buy a new winter cassock now. Hmm. But I think the price on something in the shop, I think of it as you know, I am a very obedient kind of a person, as I've told you before. I <laughs> I, have, I don't think in my entire Your life have told us before. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had an after eight minute before eight o'clock. I just follow the rules. So if mm. I see a price in a shop, that's it for me, really. In a shop, if it was on a market stall or something. But right. uh, this guy, I wasn't actually haggling in Blackpool. I think the man um, misunderstood He's, my tone. You're, he self-haggled, didn't he? Did, he, he, did, yeah. he self-haggled. I yeah. would say you do follow the rules. However, you are not a people pleaser terrified of upsetting the apple cart. You have integrity in that sense. Well, thank you so much. I I don't know what to say. Is this, this is your life about to happen? <laughs> I just mm-hmm. felt it needed to be blah, said. Blah, blah, blah. Was that? That wasn't this is your life. That's mastermind. No, I just felt yes, I didn't want you to paint yourself as some petty, small-minded person. Thank and that's you. very far from the truth. Mucho appreciatum, as they said in ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Harry Potter, probably. Did they say in Harry Potter? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Maybe in Merlin. I mean, they said a lot in Harry Potter, let's face it. It's hours of it. Oh. And all oh, brilliant, yeah. in my opinion. What about that? <laughs> Light review. <laughs> Harry Potter. Very good. <laughs> Frank Anyway, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Frank, M.H. Whittington Mm. has been in touch to say, I love the way Frank follows the after eight rule but doesn't abide by the oppressive twelfths. Hashtag Mm. maverick. He's unpredictable. Well, I... um, Yes, I don't. The oppressive twelfths, in case you're new to the show. Uh, the hour, of course, is split up into twelfths, five past, ten past, quarter past. And I, I actually, I'll, I'll, I've got my... You know when you list alarms on, um, on your um, thing? Phone. Uh, on your phone. I'll go yeah. to you to my alarms now. Uh, 459 604 609 621 644 721. You get the picture. You're a, you're an alarm inspiration. Yeah, exactly. So I never go. Um, there is, I think, I think there's one uh, 740 on there. I don't know what happened that day. Mm. Boring. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I you had to wake up to be Mr. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, day, yeah, that's it. I was being Mr. Boring <laughs> that day. I forgot. Mm. In, a, in a, a Mr. Man dramatisation at my local theatre. Hey, bit of acting. Is there a Mr. Boring? No, but there absolutely should be. Yeah, I think. Mm. Mr. Mm. Reticent, I'd always like. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, uh, 
I, I'd like to bring up um, sartorial elegance in a in a news story. Before here. you do, Al, can I just quickly interject that I think oh, yeah. Frank's actually missing what his true Mister Man destiny. It is Mr. Bit of a Git. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there is a Mr. Bit of a Git, oh, which well, is a bit. Because the bit yeah, of that uh, could be fitted to lots of um, uh, lots of the different <laughs> Mr. Men. Bit of a tight world. Yeah. Um, sorry, Al, back over to you. I'd like to bring to your attention a news story that um, a school, a primary school, has issued a plight plea for parents to stop where... Parents to stop wearing pyjamas and dressing gowns when dropping their kids off at the <laughs> gates. Now, I, I have mooted several times that we've recently had a pandemic of arrogance and hypocrisy. And here's more. The primary school telling the parents how to dress. Your domain is the children. Is this, um, is this you, Hefner High? <laughs> I mean, I saw I saw the pictures from this, and uh, there was a woman like in colourful pajamas and uh, a dressing gown with like a teddy bear ears on the top. Not just any yeah. teddy bear. Do you know what that teddy bear was? No, it's the me to you bear. It is. I think it's called Tatty Teddy or Tatty Bear. That is the Clinton cards. Oh. Exclusively available. The me to you, Bear. I it's think the, the chuckle, chuckle bros. Is it chuckle bros merchandise? <laughs> wow. It's not chuckle bros. It's uh, a Clinton cards bear, and they get. He had an origin story. The do you not know uh, the me to you bear? bear. No <laughs> origin story. I don't know the me to you bear. Really concerned. I've never heard I'm really talk. confused by it. <laughs> Do you not know? He's that grey bear. Have you ever been inside one of those Clinton-type shops? Oh, yeah, and... they are. They're very good this time of year because they're <laughs> often the warmest shops on the high street. It's Is a grey right? bear yeah. with a blue nose and he's holding a heart with sort of... You wouldn't have a blue nose <laughs> in Clinton cards. It's tropical temperatures in there. <laughs> no, that's the whole point of that me to you bear. OK. It... Oh, so he's giving his heart to... No. Um, he was near. He was a brown bear, and then he. End, how do I know this? He ended up. I thought everyone knew the Clinton Cods bear, and then he ended up in the snow, and he was. So that's why his nose went blue, and he's grey. And he's given his heart. <laughs> I also think if you remove your heart, people tend to go grey, and their <laughs> noses go. But it's a circulatory <laughs> issue anyway, with um, yeah. with the meat. Sounds like you a horror bear. film. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, back to you, Frank. But she was wearing the Clinton Cards robe. I wish butchers would have a me to you bit, holding a real heart in their um, <laughs> awful, special, <laughs> special offals, they could call it, instead of special offers. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I, I don't we like this in... from Brian McVeigh. Uh-oh. Where of the What's year... Brian McVeigh got to say? <laughs> Well, you're of the year 1998, you're having a laugh. Mm, is that a picture of me? <laughs> Bear in mind, um, was it 98? Oh, how Not wonderful. sure that's right. I might, you might need a correction, only. No. Um, yes, there's a picture of me. I, obviously, I'm an older man now, and my um, it's, it's a slightly broken free from its moorings. Oh. But, um, you know, that's a bit of a thing. That's like people who do those pictures that say um, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, they'll say, there's one that you see, that's real cruelty. Um, 
it says like Tiger Woods' wife. You'll be shocked when you see her now, and you think, oh, what? Click bit. You mean she's got older? Oh, that's also, weird. Also, in fairness, you can't actually see any of the uh, the rear in this. So I think I might... think it's light-hearted. I think guy. it's uh, yeah. light-hearted. Should well, we just to balance to things out. Well, Ian Angle has texted a joke regarding the school story. If anybody's just joined, we're discussing a school that has um, issued a, a uniform warning for parents in what I think <laughs> is a moment of arrogance. Went a bit high um, there. Yeah, I think I'm so shocked by this. Um, it's Surely it's overreach on the school's behalf. So they don't want um, parents turning up in pyjamas and dressing gowns. Ian Angle has said... Perhaps they're worried about traffic gym jams by the schools. You know, like traffic jams. Ah, very good. Are they planning to ban fathers in (laughs) pyjamas? Ban fathers in pyjamas. What's the tune to ban fathers? In pajamas. I mean pajamas. Bananas in pajamas. Yeah, band fathers in pajamas from picking up their kids or dropping off. Yeah. Etc. You get the picture. There was one character photographed in uh, for the, for a national newspaper, ashamed in his nightwear, doing the drop off. And they a lot of these parents seem to favour the the soft fleece dressing gown. Mm. Yeah. The type that goes a little bit cookie monster after one too many wearings. It gets a bit matted. Does it? it? Yeah, it's about four wearings you can have, I find, before it goes cookie monster. And the man had that, fine, but he had my most hated thing, the trainer sock with a slide. Oh, okay. And you know, this the chaps of footwear for me, the trainer sock, the cut-out sock... I, I can't abide. But I did, I did... I felt sorry for them being ashamed. However, I'm sorry, Al. I'm, I'm going to say, I think I think get dressed, love. Mm. You're team school, aren't I'm you? You're school. with these really... authoritarians. <laughs> I, I like the idea. There's a suggestion. Drunk on power running an infant school thinking they control, control grown-ups. Yeah. I like the idea, for me, that the kids are arriving at school during that period designated snooze on the alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that they might be going back to bed after is... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they, they might, are. They I'll tell might be shift I, workers. I'll tell you what I actually think. I think people are getting up as late as they can, which is fair enough. Mm. And there's no, there seems to be no suggestion mm. um, in this article that the kids are not arriving in their school uniform. So these are selfless parents <laughs> who are prepared to turn up any old how to make sure their kids are there on time and dressed. Well, these are heroes, these <laughs> these people. Agreed. We should be celebrating them. I, I just think possibly if you are going to wear the nightwear outdoors, I mean, the me-to-you bear dressing gown, mm-hmm. let's be honest, there was a, an old stage manager friend of my mother's, bit of a glasses on a lanyard type. Right. And he would... Fre- Content. What he he's would gonna- frequently say of anything you were wearing, that's been a very good friend to you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I think the me to you dressing gown might have been quite a good friend. Is all I'm saying. I'm seeing it as sort of late night fire drill <laughs> chic that they're uh, arriving. Is it also a bit um, patients outside a hospital smoking? Oh yeah, 
<laughs> I live near a hospital. I'm, um, I, see, I have seen people literally have brought their drips out to have a cigarette yeah. outside. Res- I mean, I mean, I, obviously, kids <laughs> smoking is very bad for you, but I also do like um, someone who's with that level of determination and focus. <laughs> We're talking about the uh, people wearing cl- items of clothing that have been a, a very good friend to them. <laughs> well, we say it's sort of, um, yeah, it's people turning up in their PJs to drop their kids off. If you imagine, imagine Wee Willy Winky doing the school run. No thanks. Yes. It's that kind of uh, thing. Though no one wears those hats anymore. Did sadly. we really? Well, we established, we've discussed this on the show, Scrooge. Sat in the nightcap chair. Didn't mm-hmm. he? Was there anyone else we could think of? Yeah, there was. Uh, there was <laughs> twins, I think, in Lord Snooty's gang that used to wear those <laughs> nightcaps. We've done some pretty obscure yeah. themes on this. And we show. will. It, we, yeah, but who's in the nightcap chair is um, mm-hmm. is is a pretty good one, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, who do I picture in a nightcap? Scrooge is certainly... He's a Doral and Hardy. They, they had a few, Oh, wow, I'm going to let you have that. Yeah, yeah I think Stan, are. certainly. I can't, Stan, yeah. I can see him being all over... And socks, very thick socks in bed as well, the mm. Laurel and Hardy. What does W.C. Fields wear in bed? I don't know if you ever saw him in bed. Oh, I wish I'd found out. He's one of my unlikely crushes. <laughs> I'll say. Is he? Oh, I'm obsessed by a him. A night in old <laughs> Moscow. Do you know? Interesting uh, fact. I believe it was W.C. Fields that nicknamed Buster Keaton Buster. Is that right? I believe so. Oh, poor Buster. It, did, it was all a bit unfortunate. I didn't know that. Um, can we please talk about one of the comments made by someone I'm going to call one of my lot, Al, a fellow oh. parent, uh, in supporting the polite, close quotes, uh, notice... Mm. Uh. This parent said, some of the states you see here is unbelievable. <laughs> some of the states. <laughs> some of the states you see here is unbelievable. So now the parents mm. are turning against each other. Is that what Christopher Columbus said? It's, it's a civil yeah. war. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, needs to uh, speak to Frank about the old uh, judge not lest ye be judged. <laughs> huh? I, I did think there's a fabulous... Um, there's a Samuel Johnson essay about um, idleness oh. where he talks about people whose night differ from their day only in as much as a bed differs from a couch. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, you know there's an acronym for this kind of dressing, by the way. Is there? Is there? It's called... I love um, an acronym. Well, it's this kind of attire is called N- NQD, not quite dressed. Oh, OK. Oh, which is, because it's sort of, um, it is from our American cousins. Okay. Isn't it? That sort of leisure wear as outerwear. Inner wear as outerwear. Well, it's interesting right. for me, because I've asked you about this before, Emily, and you've never really given me the real... I've never... Fa- I have dressing gowns. I own three dressing gowns. Mm-hmm. Big man. One of them is... Um, <laughs> As monogrammed FS on the breast. Mm. Oh, actually, I own more. I own um, a West Bromwich Albion one with the badge, and I own um, an um, 11th Doctor. 
And I never, ever, ever wear any of them because I cannot find the window when you are supposed to wear them. I get up in the morning, I either get dressed or I have a shower straight away, and after a shower, I put clothes on. When does it happen, the dressing gown? You're washing too soon in your day, mate. Can I? I will be prepared to answer this question. Okay. After a musical interlude, <laughs> I would say, you. I know, Al, we've discussed this before. Frank, we've established before on this show that Frank is the only person I know to refuse. He refuses to wear the complimentary robe in the hotel room. No, I never wear that. It's always, it's still, not only is it still hanging up, it's still, the belt is still knotted. You know, they yeah, knock I the belts on. I don't on often them. use those either. I'm no. psychopath. <laughs> Not Frank. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I've just been the uh, uh, the victim of a crexione. Oh, Go on. From, uh, from 003. A moment ago, before the, uh, the song, I, I said that I thought it was... Uh, um, W.C. Fields, who nicknamed Buster Keaton Buster. Mm. Um, 003, the, uh, the less high-profile um, MI5 operative... Mm. But uh, still licensed to kill if he's a double <laughs> Exactly, so I'll, I'll happily uh, <laughs> bow down to his higher wisdom. Uh, hi, Frank, Alan and Emily. I watched a programme only yesterday on Buster Keaton. It was, in fact, Harry Houdini who named him Buster because he could fall really badly without being hurt. Gaz in Manchester. Oh. Fair enough. I, uh, I apologise, Gaz. Yeah, um, and sorry to any Harry Houdini fans (laughs) listening. There'll be a few out there. I want to be like Harry Houdini. Now I'm the invisible man. Sorry, carry on. We were talking earlier. I I, I got the impression that you felt I'd never sort of adequately answered your question, when does one wear a dressing gown? The thing is, the dressing gowns I've got, I quite like the look of them. Do you know what I mean? I quite think, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Would you like some tips? Yes. So, here are three occasions when I wear a dressing gown. Okay. Number Mm -hmm. one, when arising, I have it hanging on the back of my ensuite. Mm. Yes, I've got an ensuite. (laughs) And uh, I wrap it round myself en route downstairs to feed the dog Mm -hmm. to do all those early morning things. I might have a coffee, my glass Mm -hmm. of iced water, Mm. all that stuff, Mm -hmm. cleanse my face, etc. So I would say for the first 40 minutes of the day, that's dressing gown time. Yeah. Mm, that sounds to me like Obviously someone's... that timetable is fluid. It could be 20, <laughs> it could be 50. You don't have to live by no, any of these rules. No, but I tell you what that feels like. That feels like those people who get up allowing themselves a bit of a ramp into the mm. day. Whereas yeah. I run a time... I'm up and out, do you know what I mean? Or up and doing whatever I'm... You're all doing. business. I was... Yeah. Straight into my day clothes. I mean, I was raised by actors, remember? Oh, yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. I had more time. They spent the first four hours of the day peeling, and my mother would say, I'm just going to have my breakfast, which was one orange and a cigarette. Right. Mm. So, the second <laughs> dressing gown window mm-hmm. would be post-bath time in the evening. Ah. In the evening? Yes. Would you not do a bath in the evening? No. 
Well, I don't bath ever. I shower, oh. but not in the. I don't want to shower in the evening. If you shower in the evening, you go to bed, and the whole one side of your hair looks like the the bottom of you know the bottom of an iced cake, completely iced cake that's got like that base that's formed on it. <laughs> So I wake up, my head looks like um, a bar of imperial leather. It's got that, because I've gone to bed with wet hair and it's just flattened. I can't, no, I never do that. Oh, no, I have a lovely treat myself bath, you know, like you like, right, with the rose petals and the candles. You love that. Like Madonna. The whole bath thing is slightly disgusting. So I have that, and then finally... (laughs) Late review. For goodness sake. Yeah, one for the Romans. (laughs) (laughs) Put, put that in your toga and uh, smoke it. <laughs> Did they smoke pipes, the ancient Romans? You never see pictures of them with uh, Any pipes. Romans text in on... Uh... Yeah, there'll be... <laughs> that Mary Beard listens to this, apparently. Um, I think she's a pipe smoker. She might, she might now. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had so many responses to the question... When does one wear a dressing gown? Ah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to share some with you boys. I hope they're not loose, these responses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Keeping it daytime. We don't want it loose. No loose on this. Mike mm-hmm. Battersby, on stage in a Noel Coward boar fest. Yeah, that's, Good that's harsh on I Noel mean, Coward. It was all going so well until boar fest. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you could wear it. There was that, you came... When he was uh, wearing the dressing gown. Alison, Alison Allen, 75. When it's cold and I'm avoiding putting the heating on, spent most of last winter working from home with a dressing gown on top of my clothes. Now you're talking about Did you say she's 75? No, she was born no. in 75. Oh, sorry. I, was, I had a terrible image of an old lady trying to keep warm in a dressing gown, no. but still working from home. <laughs> she meant making jam, almost certainly. Uh, Rufus Jones, just the one-word answer, bins. In the... Yeah. B- oh. Putting the bins out. OK. Yeah, oh, there is a... That's difficult for me because there is a whole celebrity genre now yeah. of celebrities in almost no clothes at all, putting the bins out, pretending they've been accidentally papped. Yes, I, yes. I quite like those moments when you have to pop out to just either pick up um, a dog... Mess or uh, or put the bins out. I like mm. to not put on a jumper or a hoodie and just be cold for a moment and then get back into the house and just uh, you know enjoy the enjoy the chill. I mean, the furthest I'd ever venture out wearing a robe, as mm. I prefer to call it, right, <laughs> would be the concrete patch to supervise my dog's comfort mm. break. Okay, yeah. I would elegantly have, put. I would not. <laughs> I would not leave uh, my, my own gate. The uh, mm-hmm. the lady that... Uh, we got our dog clipped this week for the first time and the lady said, just, I'll do... Uh, I'll do that, and then I'll go a bit um, a bit shorter on on the um, hygiene area. <laughs> and I thought that is one of the best euphemisms I've ever heard. You know? And counterintuitive for me. Oh, but um, yeah, the hygiene area. Well, the I might, HA. I might have to uh, borrow that from your dog, <laughs> as it were. Mm. Okay. So, um, oh, well, here's something. Before we go, before ye go. Mm. 
I pa- I passed on the. I, I know it's a lot of motorway talk, but I've been on the motorway a lot this week. I passed a large truck that seemed to be selling um, uh, fuel. No, no, I didn't see any <laughs> fuel until I got out of London. Um, selling um, air conditioning, refrigeration units, kind of thing. And on the side of it, they had a bear on a sort of surfboard, a sort of polar bear, to suggest cool, coldness and keeping everything. And my goodness me, if they had not copied the bear from the follow the bear, <laughs> they'd taken, they'd just really? taken that logo. Oh my god, I've just seen satin, satin bomber jacket. Well, no, there was a bit where he, um, it's sort of in his um, beachwear. <laughs> Yes, oh. if you remember, follow the bears beachwear. But um, <coughs> it was him, the shades. Not ha- not trilby at a jaunty angle. I mean, I I was shocked to see him um, moonlighting <laughs> on the side of a, <laughs> a van, and I did follow the bear for about three or four miles. But um, mm. can I say no? Heineken was involved. Was it Heineken with that bear? Um, it was beer anyway. Yeah, I think it was a pond bear no, beer. I, I don't think he was Heineken. No, he was probably something. Carling, panda cola. <laughs> I don't think so. No, they'd have got a panda. You know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out.